The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to The Natural Way with Sandy. This is our podcast for this week and the uh, title of it is Do We Still Need Herbs and Herbalists? I actually pondered this question because personally I feel that we are going into another renaissance. We did in the late 70s and early 80s in this country. That's the 20th century. And now we are in the 21st century. I think there was a lull in the around about the late 90s leading up into early 2000 where there was a bit of a drop in herbal medicine and I think a lot of that has to do with the plethora of product that is out there in relation to natural medicine, every mineral, vitamin, nutrient, superfood, wonder tonic, uh, the latest and greatest, some expensive bottle of liquid that comes from foreign shores, promising to do absolutely everything for the human race. We went through that as the marketing gurus search for products to actually sell to the consumer who is frantically looking for assistance, support and guidance to wellbeing recovery. But I feel as though what's happening here in the 21st century in the year 2019 is that there is a renaissance. And so I wanted to speak to some practitioners. Now, one practitioner I spoke to, Anne Vlas, she actually specialises in Ayurvedic herbal medicine and or herbal uh, Ayurveda is a principle of philosophy and that incorporates herbal medicine, massage, food as medicine, etc. So there will be a separate podcast the week after this one that where Anne will talk about Ayurveda. But the two people that I have for this particular segment is uh, calling on Dennis Stewart, who... I believe is the patriarch of the modern day medical herbalist movement. And also I've, I spoke to a wonderful herbal practitioner, Maria Pilly, who I had the pleasure of being her uh, trainer, her teacher, and also becoming a, a colleague and a very close friend. So those two people I'm going to actually tell you what they said and hopefully we can activate and stimulate some discussion in relation to herbal medicine. So, do we still need herbs and herbalists? If I start with talking about what Maria said, I pose that question to her. She says this, With regards to whether we still need herbalists and herbal medicine, absolutely, she says. What do you think about that? Uh, there's really no question about what she thinks. I suppose the question is, what would happen? This is what Maria says. What would happen if suddenly herbal medicine was not an option? You cannot deny that it's the foundation of modern medicine today. 
Although pharmaceuticals have distorted what nature made for us, herbal medicine transcends time and cultures and will never be lost. We evolved genetically alongside plants and this is what we as humans are able to understand at a cellular level and respond to. Herbs awaken healing processes unlike anything else, Maria says. It's interesting that through the controversial subject of cannabis, we now understand that we have receptors for CBD, that is a a chemical or chemistry part of cannabis, via the endocannabinoid system. So this points again to evolving alongside plants that exert specific actions for a purpose in our bodies. And our bodies always want to go back to homeostasis. Now, I totally agree there because the discussion around a medicinal cannabis has been around for quite a while, but is out there right in the forefront. And what's interesting is that the pharmaceutical industry has not tried to isolate the chemical constituents that they feel makes the herb work, rather... They will use the oil, and that is in its full context. So really, this is quite a revolutionary breakthrough, one, but it's got the community talking about herbal medicine, although entrenched and encapsulated around cannabis. Maria goes on to say, we trained for many years to understand herbs and how to use them. The government needs to step back and allow us to perform our craft. I feel that we are boxed in by a lot of red tape at this time. Personally, I have not found a decline in client support due to the changes. Now, Maria is a naturopath and a trained medical herbalist. She is in Melbourne and her business name is Halcyon, H-A-L-Y-C-O-N, Health, healthy on health. People know the history of herbal medicine and see how effective it is. Well, I don't know whether I agree with that, Maria. I, I wish they did know the history of herbal medicine. I think we need to encourage people to understand the empirical data that exists that goes for 40,000 years, really. But I think people are getting to know it more. To a degree, bad press is still bringing the subject up for opinion, Maria says, and maybe this has been a good thing for the whole industry. At least it's out there. At least we're getting information out there. However, some of the uh, people from my perspective that are within the industry trying to regulate Um, trying to prove that herbal medicine and naturopathy, natural medicine may cause significant harm, therefore we should be statutory registered, is absolute bastardry of thought, I would um, think, in relation to what our medicines are, which are in the hands of a trained provider safe. Because anything that is too strong, the government restrict it. But we can still practice because we can use these wonderful safe herbs for the consumer and get fantastic results. 
Maria goes on to say, I truly hope that the art of understanding the application of this craft does not become diluted through the colleges that offer herbal medicine subjects. Maybe each student should spend time with certified mentors like yourself to appreciate the true value of what they have learned scholastically. Well, that's just, uh, that's a lovely um, compliment. So I really acknowledge that. Thank you so much for that thought. With regards to the podcast, I asked Maria, she um, had put in there that she didn't really understand the concept of podcasts, um, but I'm going to be doing more of these podcasts and sending some to Maria. So that basically is what Maria had to say in relation to my question that I posed to her in relation to, um, do we still need herbal medicine and herbalists? Well, I wanted to leave the next person until last, and this person is actually Mr. Dennis Stewart. Dennis Stewart is my mentor, was my teacher, and he is a friend. But he is the patriarch of the modern-day herbal medical herbalist movement. Now, it's really interesting to think that Dennis has been around for 40 years when the Renaissance commenced 40 years ago, Dennis being my mentor and guide for all of those years, he has never lost his passion for herbal medicine. He states, and I quote, I am not witnessing any decline in the consumer's use of herbal medicine, rather the opposite. Dennis continued to say, the demand is there and will continue to be as medical herbalists treat what he considers to be conditions that are appropriate. I asked, what are these conditions, Dennis? He says, immune supportive and assistance to manage societal and lifestyle induced illnesses and there is enough to keep us all going forever around those conditions. Dennis spoke very highly of the medical profession and supported my thoughts that we provide options for the consumer and that doctors and specialists are diseases, uh, uh, sorry, are specialists with disease and illness and we focus on the person. We support them to recover. Dennis commented that we should never see ourselves as being in competition with doctors as he pointed out the wonderful training they have and stated doctors are the background of are the backbone of the medical system and treat conditions that are broad and mild to severe the domain the medical establishment is basically working within is very broad, therefore their education is fitting with that. It is so much more advanced than ours, but it needs to be because of what they are dealing with. Our education is very adequate for what we deal with. He states, this is why we should never see ourselves in the light of the medical profession and nor we should. I totally agree with that. People want to get into the allied healthcare movement 
and be in the biomedical model. But we are specialists in what we do, which is a different field. It's like if I think of it as being two different shop fronts. One shop front is allied health and all that goes with it. There's podiatry, there's chiropractic, there's nurses, there's doctors, there's specialists, etc. Physiotherapists, they're all in the bio model. That's that shop front. I think of our shop front as being natural medicine that incorporates lifestyle, looking at nutrition, looking at massage, looking at the stress of the clients. And we deal with the entire person. And these two shop fronts are complementary to each other with a bridge over them, but never should we get in their shop front. And I would argue, unless they are highly trained in natural medicine, they should not get in ours, but we should work collegially together. Dennis further commented that he was most distressed when he saw practitioners in natural medicine being more than what they really are in that they want to be more like doctors. Some I have seen walking around in their dispensary and in their clinics with a stethoscope around their neck with a white coat on trying to look like a doctor will go and do the many, many, many more years to be a doctor and be within that shop front, I would say. I strongly support what Dennis is saying about being distressed about natural medicine practitioners wanting to be more like doctors. The modern naturopathic movement is very focused on that. I would argue that the reason I no longer use the word naturopath is because I'm a natural medicine practitioner because naturopathy, I believe, has lost its way in many eras in the modern era. But what we have witnessed, and both Dennis and myself had a long chat about it, that we have both witnessed at the coalface of association life, seeing practitioners want to become statutory registered and, like doctors, are prepared to destroy the fabric of what natural medicine is. We both lamented about this strong drive towards um, trying to get naturopathy, herbal medicine, etc. into a registered model. Again, to be statutory registered, you need to prove that you may cause significant harm, of which we don't. Dennis also stated, and I think that this is really fantastic the way he said it, he said, we provide a soft and safe option for the consumer. Don't you love that? A soft and safe option for the for the consumer. It's an option base that I've spoken about before. We are, instead of primary health care, which our doctor is, you go there, you get your diagnosis, you'll get the treatment or whatever, and then you'll say, okay, well, the What options do I have? Because the consumer is now asking in this day and age, what can I do to help myself? So we are options based for the consumer, supporting the doctor, supporting the client. So, but never bending over backwards. And this is to stress that we may, where we basically are saying we never want to you to cause harm in our work and that's why a lot of herbs that are that can have the potential to be toxic are actually not available to us if you look at the standard of and the strength of medicine that's available to doctors and pharmacists 
and look at the strength of what is available to natural medicine practitioners, there is just no comparison. But can our medicine, through that soft and safer option, that gentler option, produce astounding clinical results? Absolutely. I am pleased to say that I'm at the end of my career in one way, um, because getting into this, as I stated before, this bastardry mindset of really trying to push naturopathy and herbal medicine into a statutory uh, registered model is sickening. The softer approach, I would argue, and Dennis certainly agreed, the softer approach is what the consumer wants, plus their doctor. And that is a strong point that Dennis made. Herbal medicine is very clear what it is, he says. It's not confusing in any way. It has a wonderful and an extraordinary history and is not an adjunct, Dennis said. Maria also agreed with that. So it is clear that we desperately need medical herbalists and herbal medicine. However, the practitioners must be medical herbalists and work in their dispensaries, mixing medicine for their special needs of their clients. An individual focus in clinical produces successful clinicians. Dennis and I both spoke about the medical herbalist and I asked about looking at the whole person. Dennis simply said, of course, as if at the end of the day, what? well, that is what we're all about, isn't it? Unfortunately, I explained to Dennis that the modern day practitioner often does not look at the whole person and is prescribing more pills and potions or, and then the client goes off and then buys their own from the major um, chemists that are out there with little guidance or understanding about what they're taking. So a medical herbalist will look at the whole person and engage with that person. Engage, I mean, talking and discussing, not sitting there typing up history in a computer. It's actually engaging with them, talking with them. And the philosophy upon which herbal medicine is based is on the holistic principles of looking at diet, looking at rest and looking at movement. So what we eat, how we rest, how well we rest and how we move our body. And it's the eclectic combination of these three that actually produces the optional healthcare philosophy. Herbal medicine offers extraordinary healing, but only if the trilogy of lifestyle is actually linked, as I've just said, diet, rest and movement. We also need to be able to incorporate, does our client need massage to be able to assist them to rest, to rest, relax, to take the tension out of their body. So realistically, looking at all of this and speaking to both Maria and Dennis, I'm actually encouraged to say that um, obviously I don't believe that there is a decline. There's certainly no decline with my patients. Um, Maria is reporting no decline in her numbers and Dennis is reporting no decline in his numbers. 
So realistically, at the end of the day, it would look like that we are entering another renaissance. The renaissance in this country was actually activated by people like Dennis Stewart. And we hold a great debt of gratitude to Dennis. We have these wonderful statues around the country and often they are to sporting heroes. I would argue that associations need to look at doing just that for Dennis Stewart because he was the one who moved herbal medicine out of the dark ages and brought it up into the renaissance of a modern day medicine that is the cornerstone, it is the linchpin of modern day natural medicine. I know that I'm forever in his debt and I know thousands of people out there are as well. So why don't we start seeing about getting a statue? I can actually see it. Him standing there with a book, because he loves books, with a book and maybe his hand with some dirt and herbs. That is Dennis Stewart. But you know what? The encapsulation of his thought processes, his caring, his love for herbal medicine is actually, it just is second to none. I would like to thank Dennis Stewart for taking the time out of his very busy day to talk to me. And I would also like to thank Maria Pilly for her wonderful contribution as well. So love and blessings to the both of you. And I would hope that this podcast will stimulate some thought processes about looking at um, basically getting into herbal medicine, thinking about herbal medicine, talking about herbal medicine. But you know what? Please be guided by a qualified medical herbalist. Don't get someone who's done like a couple of months of herbs. Medical herbalism takes years to learn. Seek them out. Go and look for them. And their primary focus needs to be herbal medicine. So folks, until next time, I would like you to go to my website if you're interested in any of my books, www.sandyrogers.com.au. I would also like you to to let your friends know, your family know, let their family, their friends know. Um, The three degrees of separation needs to be working. We're close to a thousand, you might like to know. We started with 10 and this is less than... Uh, I think about seven weeks, so we're nearly up to a thousand. So keep it happening. Keep encouraging people to listen to the podcast. And folks, we're also going to be putting together some short courses around a whole range of subjects. Let me know if you would like some short courses around any subject you're interested in. Uh, Maybe the layperson's use of herbal medicine, where we can put together some lovely herbal tea combinations and how to actually use them and uh, to, for your health and well-being recovery. What herbs to grow to have your own herbal pharmacy? Well, it's just endless, isn't it? So folks, please find happiness in every moment. And again, I'm indebted to Dennis and Maria. Take care now. Until next time. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.